Welcome to the Hayes Worldwide Leadership Insights Podcast. In this series, I'll be talking to business leaders from across the world of work who will be sharing their expertise to help you effectively lead your business, both now and in the future. As businesses increasingly transcend borders and the world of work gets even smaller, international business travel is on the rise. Whilst this is often a positive indicator of company success, that's not to say it doesn't take a toll on the individual doing the travelling. Today we're joined by Martin Dixon, a MIA director at Hayes. Martin's role at Hayes demands frequent business travel, so he's expertly placed to share his years of experience and help listeners travel well for business. Hi Martin, and thanks very much for joining us. Hi there, thank you. So, before we begin, could you please tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your role? I've worked for Hayes for more than 20 years in various roles, and I'm currently the EMEA sales director, the responsibility for engaging with big clients who want to work with Hayes internationally. So, as you said just now, I get to travel quite a bit. And given the topic of today's podcast, it seems appropriate to ask, how was your trip to London? London is always an easy one for me. I live in Paris, so it was a very easy Two hours on the Eurostar and my alarm went off at 5am. So compared to some, this was an easy one. From your introduction, it's clear that you're a very seasoned business traveller with plenty of experience of travelling well. In your opinion, how important is it that professionals prepare well when travelling for business? I travel approximately 60% of the time. And that's been my reality for pretty much the last 10 years, if not a little bit longer. Business travel tends to be essential. It tends to be quite often not especially glamorous. And often I find that when I'm being sent somewhere to travel, it's because there is a meeting, there is a presentation, there is a, a moment of truth somewhere. So making sure that that moment of truth has the best outcome possible, that is something that's vitally important or there is no point in traveling. And it's very possible to have a bad travel experience that can make that good outcome less likely to happen. Of course, today's business travellers often feel a huge amount of pressure to perform. So what advice would you give to help our listeners ensure that they arrive both rested and ready to hit the ground running once they arrive? I think there are some practical tips which I can share, which maybe won't come as news to to many listeners. But from a personal point of view, I would summarise the following. I always try to stay hydrated, particularly during air travel, which can be a challenge sometimes as we have to give up our water bottles as we go through security. But staying hydrated is a big one because in those environments with strong air conditioning, that can not just dry you out, but that can also make you feel pretty damn unwell. So if you're being expected to be on top form when you arrive, then do stay hydrated. I always like to carry enough food, which sounds very obvious, but when I get hungry, it can make me bad-tempered, but also can mean that I'll make terrible food decisions and head to a nearest fast food joint when if I had some fruit and a protein bar in my bag, I might make a a much healthier decision. I like the idea of incorporating movement. So if you are going to be sat on a plane or a train for a long time, it really does help to stretch and flex a little bit, even if you're just sat in your seat. And also, I like the idea of incorporating some fun time into the grind of traveling. If you are traveling late in an evening, then consider that your evening has already started before you leave the airport to get your flight home. So all of a sudden, you're not traveling for 
four hours on a Friday evening and you're going to get back at midnight. But actually, your Friday evening started kind of when it would do normally, but you're spending that time on a plane or in a taxi rather than sat in your living room. It's not quite the same thing, but from a psychological point of view, it can help. Do you have a personal mantra that gets you in the right headspace before you travel? I like to think that my mantra would be travel elegant because in my mind, I'd like to think that that's how I travel all of the time. You could probably find people working at airport security who might disagree with that statement sometimes. But generally, I like to think that I am not that guy. You always see someone when you're traveling who seems to be having a bad day, seems to be arguing with someone. And I like to think that when I travel, I'm not that guy. So I do remind myself that at the end of the day, travel elegant, wear a smile, and often that leads to some better outcomes. I really like that point around keeping a positive mindset to travel elegant, wearing a smile. It makes complete sense to me, even if it can be hard at times. Are there any other complexities that business travellers might face which could impact their ability to wear a smile at all times? I think what is important is to know yourself and know what's important to you when you travel. So in terms of complexities that business travellers may face, my own personal complexity would be around staying active and making sure that I move around a lot. I'm very active when I'm not at work. I exercise a great deal and I feel it physically if I'm sat in an airport, an airline seat for an entire day, or if I'm sat on a train, or if I'm sat in taxis and airports, I really feel at the end of a day, I haven't moved around very much. So that is a complexity I have to try and deal with. And I can deal with it by incorporating movement into my day. It's not easy to jump up on a short haul flight and start doing star jumps, but you can take the stairs, not the escalator when you're at the airport. You can walk around whilst making a phone call. You can get a taxi to drop you off five minutes sooner. You can get some more public transport. There are ways of incorporating things into your day that your own personal complexity then becomes that little bit less complex. And finally, and this is a question we ask all of our podcast guests, what do you think are the top three qualities that make a good leader? I think the best leaders are inspiring, original, and I think the best leaders are themselves. So when I think about the best leaders I've worked with, the best ones that, that I've been inspired by, it's often not the ones that I've had the most contact with. It's not often the ones that I, I know the best. But if they have originality, that authenticity that inspires, they are the ones to me that are the really outstanding leaders. Thank you very much for your time, Martin. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hayes Worldwide Leadership Insights Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe to receive the latest episodes straight to your device. 